Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. You know, today I want to talk to you about loving Jesus. Amen. Well, you know, we, <laughs> I believe God has got a revival plan for our city. Amen. Amen. But revival starts with people who love Jesus. Amen. Amen. It simply starts with people who love Jesus. Amen. And, um, you know, I've just been meditating the word. And and, um, Jesus is greater than what we give him credit for. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes you can have church and not even be in love with Jesus. That's true. Amen. Sometimes you can be serving and not even in love with Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes you can have a Bible and not be really in love with Jesus. Amen. Sometimes you can be functioning in ministry and really not love Jesus. And when that happens, we don't get the true depth and the blessings and the glory that comes with a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And, and I just want to stop a moment here. I believe that God has a revival plan for this city. Amen. I really do. Amen. I believe in Bible prophecy. And I believe in prophecy in this new age when it comes to the right person. Mm-hmm. Amen. When it comes to the right, I don't believe in everybody's prophesying. I don't believe in all that. Amen. Amen. The Bible says you got to test prophecy. It should be judged. Yes, amen. amen. When people don't want to judge, you don't want it. Right. Amen. When people don't want it tested and people don't want, and they want, and they want to do it in a closet where people can't see it, you need to keep it in the closet. Well. <laughs> I'm just trying to help you right now. Amen. amen. And uh, he is, Jesus is so awesome. Yes. He, he is such an awesome person. Yes. Amen. He is the head of the church. Yes. The church doesn't exist without him. Amen. Salvation doesn't exist without him. Amen. Deliverance doesn't exist without him. Amen. Freedom from the works of the enemy does not exist without him. You can't get healed without it. Amen. You can't have peace without him. You can't have joy without him. You can't have a sound mind without him. He's the answer. Amen. For salvation for all times. Amen. And we need him. And he is so awesome. He is so majestic. He is so splendor. Amen. He is splendor. He is excellence. Amen. Praise God. But he is a man. Amen. He is the captain of our salvation and he's able to save to the uttermost. Amen. Praise God. He is the head of all humanity. He is the richest man that has ever existed for all times. Amen. And he loves his church. Amen. He loves his church and all he wants is his church to love him back. Amen. Amen. You know, I told him that all God wants is his own people. Amen. And we're supposed to be the people. And listen, the reflection of who he really is is supposed to abound through us. And, And the greater our love for him exists, the greater glory you're going to see in the church. Come on now. (laughs) Come on now. (laughs) The Bible says this. It says a man ought to love his wife like Christ. 
love the church. Amen. Hallelujah. That if he would love that woman with his words, you see some glory coming out of her. Come on, man. Don't make me go there. Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> That's what he said. Amen. There, there, will be, there will be attributes that will come out of her just by his words. That his words would wash her and amen and perfect her and sanctify her and set her apart. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on now. And there will come a glory out of her. Praise. You can tell when somebody is happily married. But you can tell when they ain't. Come on. Some on some. Come on, saints. Hey, man, I'm trying to help you this morning. <laughs> I'm not talking. He said, he, he, I'm not, do you think I'm talking about your marriage? No, I'm talking about Jesus and his church. Yeah. You're trying to make it personal. I'm trying to get it sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. Hey, Amen. <laughs> See, you know, you know, you know, you know, we don't want personal on me like that. Amen. Yeah. But he says, he says, I'm still, I want to give you that example. I want to give you that example so you understand why I'm trying to take my church. I love my church. Amen. (laughs) Somebody said, well, it's never in a place where a husband, a wife should love a husband. Yes, it is in the Bible. Amen. I I think it's in Titus. You can go find it. That a woman ought to be fond of her husband. You should laugh even though you don't feel like it. That was so funny, but it wasn't. <laughs> they didn't respond to him. Come on now, I just said that. But the husband is supposed to agape. Come on now. He loves without feelings. Come on now, he loves without feelings. Amen. Praise God, he is to agape her. Amen. The Bible said he is supposed to love her without being bitter toward her. Amen. Praise God. Husbands are supposed to be bitterless men. Amen. Praise God. You can burn their toast, but they still smiling, baby. I still eat that. That looks good. That's probably the best toast you ever made. Amen. Why? So that their prayers be not hindered. Amen. Praise God. And it says the husbands ought to love their the wives ought to love their husbands. It says that. Amen. But that husband's love causes that woman to come up into a state of being, of glory. Amen. Unspotted. Amen. Perfected for him. Amen. If things are not working out, then you got to look at your words. What are you saying? Amen. Turn over to Ephesians chapter 5. We need to look at that. Amen. That's where we start out. Hallelujah. Come on now. I'm talking about Christ and the church. Yes, sir. So you think, I, cause you think I'm messing at your house right now. But I'm talking about Christ. I told you what I'm after. I'm after you loving Jesus more today. Because he, he deserves your love. Amen. He's worthy of your love. And everything that he has for you is not going to manifest in your life until you fall in love with him. That's right. Amen. He really, come on now. He, come on. He, I'm going to go over in John. We told Peter, do you love me? Yeah. Before we start talking about ministry, right. do you love me? Yeah. 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 Amen. We start talking about serving in the church. Yeah. I need to know, do you love me? Yeah. Are you passionately in love with yeah. me? Right. Because the essence and the depth 
and the abundance of the relationship is not going to produce the fruit that it should produce unless you're in love with me. My glory will come to you if you're in love with me. My splendor would come through you if you were in love with me. My excellence would come to you if you were in My power would come through you if you were in love with me. And wheelchairs will come, will roll in, but people will walk out of them because of your love for me. I release my power in your presence if you're in love with me. And the reason why you don't see the splendor and the excellency coming through the church, amen, like it should because it's not in love with Jesus. And he is so awesome. He is so awesome. He is so excellent. He is excellence. He is glory. He is dominion. He is power. He is riches. He is glory. He is honor. It all belongs to him. Praise God. He, and he sits in the midst of his churches. Come on now. I'm going to I'm gonna have to go to Revelations with you today because I want you to fall in love with Jesus. He said, I want the church, I want the church to receive all of the attributes of my person and reflect it in the earth. That's revival. Come on now. That's revival. But he says the church, and he says, I will wait until the church really loves me. The church I purchased with my own blood. Come on now. The church that I wrote their names in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen. Hallelujah. The church that I took the cross for. Amen. The church that I took the grave for. The church that I went to hell for. I'm going to wait till they really love me to release my glory. I'm going to wait till they really love me. Amen. When you start loving him like this, this this is why he wrote, whatever you ask in my name. Whatever you ask in my name. Amen. In my name they shall cast out devils. Because they love me, they can use my name. And they'll get the same results I got when they use my name. They'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. That works for people that love Jesus. Don't work for people that go to church. That works for people that's in love with Jesus. He said, he told me, he said, Keith, I am so excellent, beautiful, splendid, so glorious, so majestic. But until the church gives me my honor, they'll have never experienced the abundance that I promised them until they fall in love with me. I will not give I w- my, my, my excellence and my abundance and my glory can't be released while they're loving the world. Amen. 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 A man ain't going to release something to you when you're loving something else. Well, come on. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. Not a real one. Well, God said, I'm a jealous God. Mm-hmm. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm a jealous husband. Mm-hmm. Amen. It ain't wrong with that for what belongs to me. Envious is desiring something that belongs to somebody else. That's trouble right there. But God said, I'm a jealous God. I know where I brought you from. I know the dangers I delivered you from. 
I've been better to you than you. Like the old, the old saints used to say, he's been better to us than we've been to ourselves. Every, when they were in emergencies, I responded to them. When they called, I came. When they needed a rescue, I helped them. When they needed a way out of no way, I, I, I helped them. When their heads were bowed down, I lifted it up. When they was in depression, I brought them out. When they get in a rut, they call me and I respond to them. You know, I need a little love back up in here for Jesus. Come on now. When you get in, they wait till they get in the, the darkest hour when they call my name. They have ignored me for months and weeks at end. But when they get in a hole, they call. And I respond. I show up in my glory. I show up in my excellence. And I push back darkness. And I become their answer in the midst of a trial. And then I got to watch them walk away from me over and over again. I've got to watch them not even give a thanksgiving, not even give a praise. And sometimes folks like that in marriage, they never say thank you. They never say I love you. I got quiet in the <laughs> it went from Pentecostal to Presbyterian just in a moment of time come on now never say I love you never look you in the eye and say I love you I don't want you to know that sometimes Jesus church never tells him Lord I love you I love you Lord for all you've done for me thank you some marriages are thankless marriages. That every act of service goes without any compliment at all. They're living without feelings and numb toward one another. Because the greatest sin there ever is is the sin of familiarity. I'm so used to you. I refuse to compliment you. Mm. If you get a compliment, it's got to come outside the relationship. Am I getting too close to home? <laughs> You're looking good, but somebody else got to tell you. Do you love me, church? That's what Jesus wants to know. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> every now and then we ought to tell him how excellent he yeah, is. Right. Some day, every now and then we ought to tell him he's a mighty yeah. savior. Yeah. I want to thank you. Because yeah. when I was losing my mind, yeah. could nobody do me like Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. I have, the Bible says you got to remember the goodness yeah. of the God. Yeah. You got you to think about how good he is to you. Before you walk in his house, you ought to be prepared. Oh, I ain't forgot that you were my healer. I hadn't forgot about how much you washed me in your blood. And how many times you forgave me. I ain't forgot that. I'm going to come in here and give you some praise. Matter of fact, I'm going to praise you on the way to church. I'm not going to wait for the music. I'm going to praise you right now. Sometimes marriages have no compliments in them at all. There's no praise in them at all. There's no thanksgiving in them at all. It's just motion without compliment. 
emotion without gratitude. Actions that go unthanked. And people want to know, where did the love go? <laughs> Amen. Amen. I ain't talking about you, man. I'm trying to help you think about Jesus. Right. Yeah. <laughs> come on, come on. But if you get something for your house, right. take it. Take it. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. If you get something free, take it. Yeah. Because we can, we can get, <laughs> Jesus said the problem with marriages is that people get in them with open hearts and then they shut them down and then their hearts become so hard they can't stand one another's presence and I had to give them the bill of divorcement because of the hardness of their hearts. That's when I found out where, that's when I found out where all separation and divorce come. It comes from because people's hearts get so hard. I cannot even communicate to you passion of my heart. It's there, but I've practiced shutting it down so long that I can't even say thank you. I've allowed myself to become so familiar with you. I've allowed the greatness of your presence to become common to me. You are who you are. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. (laughs) And the Bible said even your children should rise up and call you praised. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says (laughs) the woman of Proverbs that her husband is honored at the gate. But I can allow his presence to become and his honor become so common to me that I never compliment it. And it'll affect a home. A home without praise. A home without gratitude. A home without thanksgiving. It will affect the love in that home. But I ain't talking about your house right now. Because Ephesians said, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Christ and the church. Amen. I'm talking about Christ and the church. The, the church can become so thankless. That it don't want to sing praises to God. It doesn't want to sing to him that I love you. It doesn't want to sing praises to him. God's just talking to my heart. He said, Keith. He said, I'm everything the word says I am and even more. And this is about loving me. It's not about loving the place where I worship. It's about loving me. It's not about building buildings. It's about loving me. Jesus came back to Peter because Peter had denied him. Peter had sworn an oath that he didn't know Jesus. He got in the public and he got around people that had no love for the Lord. And because peer pressure got on him, being around those people, he had to act like he didn't love the Lord either because of the group he was in. And sometimes God's people get around people that have no love for him. And then they have to, in order to fit in, they have to act like 
they have no love for the Lord yeah. because of the group they're around. Yeah. Yeah. And the moment Peter denied Jesus, Jesus looked right at him and he crushed him. Yeah. Because he really loved him. It was just the group he was around caused his behavior to change. Just if he'd have been in the hallelujah group, he would have said, I love the Lord. You all don't know that. Hallelujah. Y'all know how I get down. Y'all know how I praise the Lord. But because he was around a thankless, praiseless group, he took on their attitude. <laughs> praise God. Sometimes people cannot show you public affection. Mm. Because they're afraid of what the public think. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. You can't get a hug in the public. Yeah. You can't get that lip in the public. Yeah. I'm talking to married people right now. Yeah. Just in yeah. case you don't know. Yeah, there's no public affection at all. That's right. <laughs> and then some of the people have the nerve to come to you late in the midnight hour and want you to turn it around. Yeah. And I'm just trying to tell you. I'm singing a Christian song. I don't know what y'all thinking about right now. I'm at church right now. I want you to know that right now. I am singing. What is, who wrote that song? I, Fred Hammond. I'm thinking about Fred Hammond. Who are you thinking about? Just Fred, ain't you? No, that's your problem. Okay. But anyway, I'm here to talk to you about loving the Lord. Do you love Jesus? Do you really love him? Is he the passion of your heart? Is he's the, if he's, is, he, is he the passion of your heart? Is he first place in your heart that you love the Lord? Then you qualify for this revival. You're going to see an outpouring that you've never seen before. You're going to see the glory of God like you've never seen it before. You're going to see miracles and signs and wonders come out like you've never seen them before because the glory of the Lord is here now. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Some people have never seen the depth of the love of the relationship they're in because they ain't never got that deep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good. No Wow. Hmm. Some people have never seen the love that's really in the person they're married to. You've never seen, you've never tapped in to the love that God created and put in that person. Amen. You don't even know how wonderful it can be yeah. because you've maintained a shallow, mm. thankless, complimentless relationship. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I told Pat Cynthia I was going to take her someplace yesterday and it, it tapped into her love tank. <laughs> And she said she was going to do something to me. I can't even say it at all to this man. It's a living church of the living God. Praise God forever. She said she don't remember. <laughs> she don't even know how much love is in her herself. But it came out. Right at Austin Airport. She don't do that right here. Praise God for help. She at church now, she won't act like she holy. She won't act holy now. Well, that's okay. It's all right. 
When it's real, it's holy wherever it is. Yeah. 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 Amen. Amen. Because God will love you at church. Yeah. He'll love you in your darkest hour. Yeah. He'll love you in your greatest moment. Yeah. He just loves you wherever you are. Relationships don't change because of the setting. Yeah. <laughs> People know how to do church too much. Right. Amen. Amen. I'm trying to tell you, my objective today is when you leave here, you're going you're gonna, to you're, you're gonna grow in your passion for the Lord. Yeah. You're going to recognize he wants, your, he wants a response to his love to you. He wants a response back because of his great love towards you. The Bible said he had a great love toward us. Even when we were in darkness, when we were doing our worst, he loved us when we weren't even at our best. He loved me when I was in my mess. He loved me in my darkest hour. He loved me when I didn't even love myself. It's tough being in a relationship and putting all the love out and never getting any back. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's tough being in a relationship like that. Yeah. Yeah. Putting all the love out and not getting any back. Good. Good. Something about Jesus, he just keeps ah. loving. Yeah. Regardless yeah. of how you love him back. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. My assignment today was to help the church grow in a passion for Jesus. Yeah. He is worthy of our love. Yeah. And when we love him, the things that he's promised us begin to show up in our life in abundance. We're not going to have revival with people that don't love Jesus, but they know how to do church. He's not going to manifest in there. His, yeah. He won't show his glory in a place like no. this. No, he won't show his glory in a place like this. What a man needs is honor and respect. He doesn't want to be with a woman that don't respect him. Disrespect just roll out all the time. He'll get on the housetop. He'll say, all you want is my body. Not for that man. You can't be with something that disrespects him. He's got to be respected. He functions with honor. Yes. 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 And a woman's got to be loved. She's got to be loved. She's got to be cherished. And the release of who she is comes out when she's loved. And what the devil wants to do is reverse. He wants you to do the exact opposite. He wants you to give the person the exact opposite of what they really need. That's good. You don't want that man to love that woman. He wants to take her for granted. Don't compliment her. Don't show her any affection. Don't ever bring her gifts. Don't ever esteem her. Don't ever wash her with your words. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ever perfect her with your words. Mm-hmm. Don't ever esteem her. Never use your words to lift her. Mm-hmm. Never use your words to build her. Never use your words to edify. That's what the enemy wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he knows the greatness of that woman can't come out. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And he wants to lock your loving words up. Mm-hmm. 
He wants to lock your complimentary words up. He wants to bring out your critical words or even no words at all. Because he knows your words are the key to that relationship. That's right. That's right. He knows that. We're in Ephesians right now. Yes, sir. Ephesians chapter 5, are you there? Yes, sir. Let me look at that real quick before you say we didn't get in any word today. <laughs> and I had to encourage myself in the Lord like David did. Hallelujah. Look over here in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 25. Well, now let's back up. Let's back on up some more. Look at verse 22. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husband as unto the Lord. The church should be submitted. Now, he's not talking about your marriage. He's talking about the church, really. The church should be submitted to the Lord. It should be doing what the Lord wants to do. It shouldn't be doing its own thing. It should be doing what the Lord has ordered it and directed because the Lord has a plan, and it's a good plan. It's a plan of blessing. It's a plan of life. It's a plan of expansion. It's a plan of abundance. It's a plan of growth. And that's the reason why he wants us submitted to it because it's not a dictatorial submission he's asking for. It's a submission based on our love for him that we know that he's taken us to green pastures. Yeah. He, we know that he's taken us into a better life. Mm-hmm. He know, we know that he's taken us into abundance. Mm-hmm. We know he's taken us into pastures, green pastures, mm-hmm. besides still waters. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. We know he's taken us to a table yeah. of abundance and overflow. That's the reason why we're submitting to him, yeah. because we know we're going into a place of life and Amen. life more abundantly. Amen. Praise Amen. God. Amen. That's why he's asking for this. It's not, it's not, and it's not a place that he wouldn't go himself. Right. It's not an act that he wouldn't do himself. Yeah. He's already been there and got to the other side of it and his life there. And he wants us to have that life yeah. and life more abundantly. And that's the reason why he's asking. The word is not t- telling you what not to do. The word is telling you follow the plan of God for your life so that you can end up with an expected end, yeah. that you can end up with a good life, a yeah. strong life, a vibrant life, a life of abundance, and have joy while you heal. Amen. Amen. Anytime you get off the path in the submission of the Lord, it's going to lead to darkness and it's going to lead to depression. It may seem like it's going to be a, you're going to have fun at first, but at the end of the day, baby, you're going to need Jesus to get you out of what you just walked into. Amen. That's the only reason why he's asking for submission. Amen. And the only reason why a husband is, God wants that in there, because he's put a vision in that man. Amen. And he's called to take that family someplace. Amen. He's called to take that family into the perfect will of God. And that's the only reason why he said to submit unto me as unto the Lord, because that man is planning on taking that family into the blessings of the Lord. Amen. Into the goodness of God. That's the only reason why he's asked you to submit. Amen. He's not asking you to do, well, I'm the boss. I wear the pants right here. No, that's not what he's saying. Jesus has never told you that. Never. He says, I'm taking you on paths that's going to cause you to live a good life, an abundant life. Amen. Amen. That's the only reason why he's, that man is asking for the submission of the Lord. Mm -hmm. He says, submit unto him as unto the Lord. 
So he's giving you somebody that's going to have the direction of the Lord. Yeah. Come on now, say amen to that. Yeah. Amen. amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Come on now. And then he says right here, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of the whole body. The reason why he's the head is because he can save the whole thing. He'll put it on the line is what I'm trying to tell you. He'll put it on the line so that the whole thing lives. He's invested in it. He's put his all in it. He's put his blood in it. He's put his sweat in it. He's put his tears in it. He's put his back in it. He's put his feet in it. He's put his mind in it. And he loves the thing and he wants it to live. To see it live is his joy. He's the savior of the whole thing. That's why he's the head. If I, go to, if I gotta go to the grave for you to live, I'll do it. If I gotta go to the cross for you to make it, I'll do it. If I gotta go to hell and I will come back, baby, it's for you to live. That's why I'm the head, because I'll put it on the line. Jesus didn't, Jesus didn't save us by giving us stuff. He saved us by taking our place in hell, in darkness, in sickness, in disease, in poverty, in confusion, and brought us back our deliverance and salvation. That's why he's worthy to be the healer. And I'm, gonna try to I'm telling you something, husband. God's put an anointing on your life to save your family. They can come out because it doesn't matter how you feel. God's put a grace on you to save your children, to save your marriage. There's a grace on you. There's an ability on you. There's a strength on you because you're fearfully and wonderfully made. God can't give you an assignment and not give you the ability to accomplish it. You can't give responsibility without giving ability. Who sends you to the plate to bat without a bat? Come on now. Who would do that? Who would put you in a tennis game without a tennis racket? God didn't put you in this without a grace. You got a grace to save your home. That's why you're the head. You got a saving ability. Your words will save your children. Your words will build up your marriage. Your words will cause increase to come to your house. God's put a grace on your life. That's why you're the head. You don't have to say you're in charge. You got a grace. You don't have to say you got the pants on. You got a grace. Your words will cause your children to get in line with the things of God. God will honor your words and cause your words to stand. You're the prophet of your home. You'll be like Samuel. Your words will never fall to the ground. Your words shall prevail because of the grace. Your words won't return unto you void because of the grace of God on it. So call your home blessed and call your wife beautiful and call your children successful. God is behind you. He made you the head and he put ability in you. Your house is going to win. God called your house to win. He wants your house to be a light. He wants your house to be a salt. He wants your marriage to preach the gospel without ever saying a word. So he put a grace on you to save that thing. You ought to get up in the morning and say, there's a grace on me to save. None of my children are going to be lost because there's a grace on me to be saved. My home is going to be on, intact because there's a grace on me to be savior. You're the head because you're the savior of the house. You keep the thing from being lost. And you didn't make yourself like that. God gave you that ability. But you got to use your words to speak life and not death. Because there's a grace on you. There's a grace on you. 
The Bible said Jesus came here and he was full of grace and truth. He came from God. And the same way he put grace on Jesus, he put it on that man. That's why men don't have to do a lot of spanking. Mamas do. My wife, she whipped everything that moved at times. All I had to do was talk. Yeah, my dad was the same way. There's a grace that comes to you. You got to know who you are. That's why God gave you the word to know who you are. He didn't give you that kind of responsibility. He knows what it's like to just try to, just try to get one human being on the right trail. It takes a grace to help people get where they're supposed to be and to stand perfect and complete in the will of God. Paul prayed that God would work mightily through him to perfect the church. He said, I'm not doing this in my own ability. It's God working in me mightily. Well, God has put a grace on a man and to stand with him and work through him mightily so that at home stands perfect and complete in all the will of God. Say amen to that. You ought to give God some praise. Hallelujah. There's salvation for your house. That's why that man is to be honored. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Yes. Because of the grace that's yeah. on him. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The grace that's on him. Mm-hmm. He's to be honored. But because he has so much grace and so much ability that's God given, he's called to be the greatest lover in the house. Mm-hmm. Didn't call the wife to save you, called him. Amen. You called him. Made him the Savior. The Savior got to love when ain't nobody else loving. Why? Because he's got the grace to do it. Come on now. Praise God. He's the last one standing in that thing. Amen. Jesus was the last one standing. Everybody, he said, all of his disciples ran off and left him. But his love kept him on the cross. His great love for us kept him in the grave. Kept him in hell. Kept him in the hardest place. But in three days and three nights. Don't you ever give up on your house, men, because there's a grace. I don't even care if it looks dark. It may look dark in your home. It may be seem like it's the darkest hour, but I want you to know this is your best hour. You at your best hour, baby, when it seems like everything has come against you. You better understand there's a supply from heaven. There's a grace that's coming on you to resurrect that thing. Your children are not going to hell because Jesus got up by the grace and power of the Spirit. So is your whole home coming out of this. Somebody shout amen to that. We ain't losing nothing in here. There's a grace available to save the whole thing. Come on now. Thank you, Jesus. The devil would try to discourage discourage Jesus. Ain't nobody coming for you. Ain't nobody come. There's a, there's a the, the, the song said they begin to say, many begin to say there's no help for you in God. But our God is a delivering God. Yeah. But thou, O Lord, yeah. are strength to me and the glory and the lifter of my head. Jesus began to pray, Lord, I know you're not going to leave the whole family situation like this. I'm not this one coming out. I'm not the only one coming out. The Bible says I'm going to bring many sons to glory. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You got to be like Moses. We all coming out of this thing. 
They said, Moses, the men can go out and worship, but you leave your children and leave all your possessions here. Moses said, no. That's satanic to leave stuff behind. I refuse to leave anything behind. I refuse to leave what came out of my own loins behind and leave it in the world. I serve Jehovah God and I'm coming out. My wife is coming out. My children are coming out. My possessions are coming out. And we are going out to love and worship the most high God that has gave us deliverance. Somebody shout hallelujah in here. I know my house is saved in Jesus' mighty name. There's a grace on you, man. You're gonna make it, hallelujah. There's a grace on you. That's why God don't want you laying around in bed with people you ain't married to. Ain't no grace on that man. That's right. Come on. You got quiet in y'all don't win Presbyterian on me again. Ain't no grace on him. He just on you. No, I'm just messing with you right now. <laughs> Don't act like I'm like, yeah, he is again. I'm wild in here. I done told you that. Yeah. I get to preaching, I'm a wild man. Yeah. You don't let no man touch your body till right. there's a grace on him. You don't let no man touch your body until there's a grace on him. When there's no grace on him, you're not going to lose. That's right. Yes. Amen. Woman, you're going to get to keep your seed yeah. for the glory of God. Yeah. You let a grace come on him first. Yeah. Shout amen to that. Amen. 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 I'm not just talking to the young women. I'm talking about everything in here, yeah. single and wanted. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I'm getting wild at the other Yes. God's got a love for us, yes. and he wants us to love us back. Yes. You need to love your husband because of, what the, of the love that God put, of the grace that God put on him. Amen. I'm not loving you because of what you're saying right now. I'm loving you because of what God put on you. I'm not responding to what you're saying right now. I'm responding to what the word of God has said is on you. There's a grace on you. You, can, you, can, you need to remind him you can save this house. You, you are anointed to save this house. You are anointed to, to bring this house to its highest estate. That's who you really are. Even if you're not acting the part right now, I don't care if he's got a coke. Coke in his nose. I don't care if he's got beer around his ankles and, and Jack and whatever on the table. There's a grace on you, baby. Hallelujah. And God is not a God. He's not a God that gives gifts and take it back. Amen. There's a grace on you right now. You done stepped in a row and bless God forever. And he done put a grace on you, a favor on you, and a blessing on you. And you anointed to save this thing. And I'm going to keep praying for you until you get in your office where yeah. you belong into. Yes. Instead of calling them full of the devil. Yeah. Very good. And take authority on the devil yourself. That's right. That's right. And cast that devil out of your yeah. house. That's right. Amen. And God gave that woman to that man to be a protector for him. That's right. In times when he can't protect himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm going to help you. I know the vision, and I'm going to help you with it. Even if you're not walking in the fullness of it right now, I'm going to do my part. I'm going to help you. 
You are the savior and you are the protector of this home. And there's a grace on you to bring it all to pass. Sheila Yes, yes, Hallelujah. Yes. I'm trying to help you right yes, now. Yes. Why? Because we're winners. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. And God didn't look at the husband and the wife when he said this, like Caleb no. said this morning. That's right. We are more than conquerors. Yes. When you are a wife, you still are more than a conqueror. Yes. That's right. That's exactly right. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on now. What he says right here. He said he's the savior of the body. Come on now. And he says, therefore, the church is, is subjected unto Christ. I'm, ex I'm subjecting myself to this grace. I'm subjecting myself to this ability. I'm subjecting myself to the same anointing that is on Christ. Amen. The same ability of the Holy Ghost. I'm subjecting myself to the ability of the Holy Ghost and the grace and the abilities and the attributes that God has put in this man to lead this thing. That's what I'm submitting to. And sometimes people are not in the fullness of what they're called to walk in. Amen. Amen. But that's when you ought to pray for them. Right. I'll be a better pastor if you pray for me. Yeah. Pray what? Go pray Colossians 1-9. Exactly. All the way to the end of the chapter over me. Yeah. Pray for me to get an utterance for you yeah. in Ephesians chapter 6. Yeah. Amen. You'll get some. Pray that, that when you come in here, you're going to get an impartation. Yeah. Pray that when you come in here, faith is going to come in your heart. Yeah. Pray that a gift of the Spirit is going to be released. And call, amen. And tell God you hungry. I'm hungry for what you're doing in the earth. Amen. Yeah. That's right. Thank you, Jesus. We all need to be thanking Jesus right now. That's what he's after this morning. He's after your praise this morning. He's after your thanksgiving. He's after your compliments. He's after you to say, thank you, Jesus, that there's food on my table, there's a roof on my head, there's clothes on my back. All my children are healthy and doing well. Ain't none of us out right now. Praise God. He's after a thanksgiving. Let's not be a compliment, thankless church with no love for our Savior because of the, the grace and mercy. We begin to take Jesus for granted. But I want you to know he is high and lifted up and the angels never stop praising him. He's got hair like lamb's wool. His eyes are like fire. He's got on this gold banded outfit and his feet are like fine brass. He's the everlasting king of kings, lord of lords, bright and morning star, rose of Sharon, the mighty savior, the prince of peace, the lily of the valley, the soon and coming king, the creator of all the universe, the triumphant God. That's who he is. And he's worthy. the Bible said praise him with the clapping of the hands praise him with the loud instruments praise him with the cymbal praise him with the devil in the dirt praise him with the lifting of your feet let everything that's got breath praise the Lord praise him in the morning Praise him in the noonday. Praise him at night. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
our praise. Go on and have a seat. Now, what would a home look? What would a home look like fully complimented? Thank you, baby, for having my big head kids. All that pushing you did so that my seed and my bloodline can live. What would a home look like fully complimented? A truly grateful home. Not taking one another for granted. That's right. Children, you should thank your parents. You get up and eat cereal in the morning and it's like it just showed up in the cabinet. Like you got supernatural faith to put eggs in the refrigerator. Like it's your faith putting the food in the refrigerator. Like you just got this supernatural shootamite woman anointing that you can believe for the refrigerator before. Before! Now that food is in your house because your mama went to work and put that in there. Your daddy went to work in there. You just get the cereal and I just start crunching it real life. Scratch, scratch. Didn't thank the Lord. Didn't thank your mama. Didn't thank your daddy for nothing. Just go home and eat Sunday dinner and get more macaroni and cheese. Now everybody ration got to be cut back because you got more than everybody else and just dipping stuff out. Didn't have to saute no onions. Didn't have to cream no potatoes or nothing. Didn't have to clean no chicken. Didn't, 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 didn't season nothing, but you're sitting in there talking about, oh. As you get to giving grace to God, you ought to say, thank you, mama. Can't nobody cook like you. I'm, 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 I believe in God to send me somebody just like you. They can hook it up just like you. So I won't miss being away from home. <laughs> Y'all get in agreement with me. <laughs> you don't sit down and thankless and just start eating. Just sit down and become, you got to stop being thankless as a child. You got to realize those clothes and shoes on your back that somebody gave them to you. Somebody sacrificed so you could have those things. Everybody don't have a roof over their head. Everybody don't have clothes on their back. Everybody don't have a table to sit down to and a bed to lay in. And if you got your own room and you done decorate and put your stuff in there, that's not your room. You didn't pay for it. Somebody provided it for you. And we got to stop living thankless, uncomplimenting lives. You know your wife look good today. You see her say, baby. If you thought it, you should have said it. Yes. Yeah. Helping, yeah. Us said it. Mm -hmm. Helping us all. Helping us all. Yeah. Hallelujah. You saw her going through the house this morning? Yeah. <laughs> you should have said, you keep walking like this. We ain't going to make it to church. <laughs> <laughs> trying to help you in here today. Come on. Trying to help you. I'm trying to get the thanklessness and yeah. the ungratefulness yeah. and the yeah. uncomplimentedness yeah. out of your house. 
I'm really trying to get it out of the church. How long we got today before? We got to change. We got to change and we got to really show Jesus we're so thankful to him for who he really is. Revival is people in love with Jesus. They want to be around him. They love his word because they realize he's the greatest of all times. He's so rich, but he's so inviting. He's so high and lifted up, but yet so humble. He's such a gentleman, he won't even barge into your life. He said, with all of his greatness and his splendor, I stand at the door and knock. He's such a gentleman. All of his glory is just standing outside of your heart. I stand at the door and knock, and if you... Let me come in. I will show you a life that you could never dream of. My glory will become a part of your life. My splendor, my excellence will become a part of your life. My riches will become a part of your life. My strength will become your strength, and I will become your strength even in the midst of weakness. In the darkest hour, I will become your bright and shining light. Even in your failures now, I have become your success. I will help you. You will say, the Lord is my helper. I shall not be afraid of me, and I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you to the end of the world. I'm trying to tell you he's a great God, but yet he wants to come into your life. We got to show love to him. Amen. He said, Keith, I'm all of that. I'm set up for everlasting to everlasting. I am the eternal God. I have no end. I'm all wisdom. I'm all knowledge. I'm all power. But I want to come into your life. And I can't demonstrate all that I am. I can't release all I am until you love me. Everything that's designed to come to you because you are my heir and my joint heir cannot show up in your life until you're in love with me. Because the greatness of a marriage union can never manifest without the greatness of a love that belongs in that relationship. The marriage can never reach its height until there's a great love in it. So they're waiting. We're waiting. God, when are we going to see your healing power? When are we going to see miracles? When are we going to see the signs and wonders? Well, that comes with a person. Mm-hmm. You just can't get stuff mm-hmm. and not get the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way it is with the Lord, you got to get him if you want that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the only way you get a person is that you have to love them. Mm-hmm. Just because you live in a house with a person, don't think you got the best of them. you think you got the depth of a person just because you're on the same roof with them you'll never see the depth of them until you they see the depth of your love for them sometimes we go a whole lifetime Mm -hmm. not truly loving Mm -hmm. the Lord Mm -hmm. we have motions in the church we have motions in preaching we have motions in serving we have motions in singing. We, we have motions. We have uniforms. 
but we don't have the love. So we don't get to see the greatness of his person. He promised the Father, when they love me, I will come and sing with them. I will worship in the midst of them. When he brings his glory in here, you may not be able to stand up. You ain't never been to church like that. Right. It's like so many people have never really seen the person they married to. You got to love if you want to see depth. You got to love if you want to see fullness. You got to love if you want to see wholeness. He goes on down here. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. The husband's got to give it up, all of it, just like Jesus did, that he might sanctify it and cleanse it with the washing of the water of the word. His words mean everything. A man must be the greatest compliment in the house. That he might sanctify it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hate his own flesh, but he nourish it and cherishes even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. We are his flesh. We are his members. We are his bones. He is not our members. He is not our flesh. He is not our bones. And thank God for that. Amen. But what he is, we are. Amen. And if that's the truth, there's some glory in you that ain't been released yet. There's some splendor in you that ain't been released yet. There are riches in you that hadn't been released yet. There's wisdom in you that hadn't been released yet. There's knowledge in you that hadn't been released yet. There's power in you that hadn't been released yet. There's dominion in you that have not been released yet. There's glory in you that has not been released yet. How's it going to get released? Oh, he loves us. He said, Keith, I'm so awesome. I'm going to wait on the church to recognize my greatness. I'm going to wait on it. And the first one I find that responds to me with the right praise, with the right love, and the right thanksgiving, I'm going to pour myself out. I'm going to pour myself out. And the world will know they are my bones. They are my flesh. And whatever strength I have in me, they'll have it in them. And you will see signs and wonders and miracles untold. There's nothing wrong with the head. His bones, his flesh, and his body has to begin to respond to him. Because we're connected and we're one. We're one. Let me finish this up. It says, for this cause shall a man leave his father and his mother 
and shall be joined unto his wife. But she becomes his bones. She becomes his flesh. They become a unit, an inseparable unit that I don't even think about becoming something else. I don't even think about coming somewhere else. And I'm not talking about your past. We make mistakes in this life because we don't know better. We make mistakes in this life because we have not been properly informed. We make mistakes because we didn't have the wisdom and the knowledge to make the right choices in life. We didn't have the grace and the power of the Holy Ghost to make the right choices in life. So I'm not talking about your past. I'm talking about where you're going. Talk about where you're going. See, change can take place in an instant. A heart can turn in a moment of time. Don't you fool yourself. You're fearfully and wonderfully made by God. You can start loving in a moment of time. You can become complimentary in a moment of time. You can become grateful just through repentance. That's the beauty of repentance. It, it means there's an instantaneous change in the individual, that they're not the same person a moment ago that they are right now. Amen. That's the beauty of your life that God has given us the grace of repentance where we can change a mindset in a moment of time and we can begin to be like the, like the Gadarene demoniac once Jesus delivered him, he was clothed and in his right mind. Yeah. I can get my mind back. Yeah. Yeah. In a moment of time, I can become a lover in a moment of time. Yeah. I can become complimentary in a moment of time. I can become your greatest praiser in a moment of time. That is the power of repentance. It comes with the gift of humility and the grace to change. It comes with the ability to put the past behind you and never remember it again and leave your future in front of you. That is the power of change. God gives the greatest great grace he gives is the, the ability to repent. So Jesus comes and says, repent because the kingdom is here. And he's giving you that ability when he's preaching that word. The Holy Spirit will help you repent. The Holy Spirit will help you get a hold of your tongue and say, you look great today. And become complimentary. The Holy Spirit will give you the ability to give God the praise that is due Him and the love that is due Him. Does anybody feel like repenting today? Oh, glory to God. Does anybody feel like changing today? Come on now. Hallelujah. Anybody else feel like changing today? Some of y'all did. Hallelujah. Praise God. The two shall become one. And this is a great mystery. But I speak concerning Christ and the church. God asked me to give this message this morning because he wants his church to love him. 